At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you release wastewater directly into the environment, things get very smelly very fast. Imagine, I can't even, if the entire city of New York just dumped it out the window of their apartment. Could you imagine like, look out below! Hey, Science Pals, welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Josh. And together we discover science. Ooh, that one was short this week. It was, just, it was, it was short. Short and sweet and to the point. Yeah, we don't yeah. really discover science. We discover the topics and we, science. We, we talk about the science in the everyday world. Yes. We will that. never say that in an opening, though. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? No way. I love that each week it's something different. So how are you doing? How's Is New York still apocalyptic? It is not. That We have blue skies. I can see oh, wow. blue sky today. I'm going to a Yankees game today because everything was like oh. rescheduled and moved around. So Sure. Well, that's great that, that it's not like a smoky mess there. Scary place. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I feel like we talked about this in the last one a little bit, but just like if any of our listeners are in Eastern Canada, uh, we hope you're doing well and hope you are safe. Sending lots of thoughts and positivity your way because yeah. that's scary. So scary. Yeah. Should we get into some ratings and reviews? You know, I think we should. I think we should. I like it. Yay. Um, I've got an email. All right. And uh, it's actually a correction, a little, little correction from a previous podcast. Okay. I'm here for that. What you got? And so I wanted to read it just because, you know. Let yeah. people know, hey, we don't get things right all the time. No, we don't. But we're trying. <laughs> That's well, the thing about yeah. science is you can yeah. be wrong and someone can correct you and be like, actually, blah, blah, blah. What you got? Totally. Totally. Uh, this comes from our buddy, Kurt, who was the cop. I don't know if you remember Kurt. Ah, uh, yes. Listens, listens to our podcast. But he is was referring to the coding podcast we did. Okay. I guess in it, I think you had said something about like spending 10 minutes a day was this much coding. Yeah, Kurt, whatever. I realized afterwards my math on that was way off. Okay, so that is that is what he just said. Just want to let you know in case you haven't figured it out yet. Grace's <laughs> math was a little off. You By said little, 10... he's being kind. It's a lot off. <laughs> it is pretty off. And it went, I didn't even notice this. I didn't even like whatever. He said, you took 10 minutes times 365, which is 3,650, mm-hmm. and divided it, or divided 3,650 by 24 hours in a day, but you forgot to take the 3,650 and divide that by 60 to give you about 60 hours, yeah. then divide that by 24 to give you about two and a half days. Yeah. So I definitely forgot, like, if I was looking at it, my units there definitely would not have lined up and matched up properly. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Kurt. So, so yeah. I mean, you know, thank you, Kurt, the cop, for pointing that out. Like I said, I just want to read it, let people know that yeah. we know we are wrong often. 
we always make mistakes. I'm always going to make a mistake. It's going to be fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially math on the fly. That was straight up like math on the fly. <laughs> well, you know, math is hard. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Kirk, for writing in. Um, still a little thank hurt you. that you didn't didn't talk about the high-speed pursuit thing. Or pulled someone over while listening to our podcast. I want to know about that. I think both I of us want to know. Yeah. Yes, very much so. All right. I got our podcast topic from today. All right. What you got? What you got? Uh, it says, hi. And it's by Bruh. Bruh. That's an angel. <laughs> Bruh angel. Bruh angel. Uh, okay. It says, hi, Grace and Josh. They spelled my name with an S. Yeah, I see that. Uh, hi, Grass and Josh. <laughs> hi, Grass. <laughs> uh, I just started watching your pod today, and I think it's awesome and super interesting. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to the Random Theory. Yeah. Uh, here's my idea. Where does sewage go? I know it goes into the sewer, but what happens after that? Oh, ho, ho, ho. That's a great question. Well, bruh, Angel. Bruh. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. First welcome and foremost. To the science pals. Yeah. We're basically a bunch of I don't even know what we are, but here we go. <laughs> we are we are two monkeys in a trench coat. Actually, if you caught the last episode, we're two chickens. Yeah, we are two. We are officially two chickens in a trench coat. We're two, uh, <laughs> two chickens in a trench coat. And uh, I love we talk that. about science. We so. do. Somehow we're entrusted to do that. Sewage. This is going to be an interesting episode. I can already tell. You know we love <laughs> to talk about bodily fluids and sounds here on the podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm excited. We're going to jump into a sewer, Magic oh. School Bus style, right uh -huh. after this break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So this is what happens after you flush the toilet, a.k.a. where does the poop go? <laughs> this is a great question. It is. I, this feels like something that everyone, you know, you take for granted. This feels like the question we used to ask of like, how much poop can there be? Uh, <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. How much poop can there be on Earth? It's a great question. It is a great question. I don't know where poop go like truthfully like i don't know like this really uh, i tried to do a lot of research on it but i don't really know where poop goes it just yeah. kind of disappears you well you just flush it and then you never think about it again yeah so <laughs> which I, I will say yeah this is like totally something that people take for granted because yes because that's that's how it goes you as long as you know 
obviously we're making the assumption very like as long as you're in a, a developed nation that Place. has a sewer system you don't have to think about it. You flush it and it's gone and you never think about it again. So uh, the New York sewer system is absolutely screwed, by the way. Really? Yeah, really? we're going to talk about it a little later, but we are basically swimming in hot water up oh. here in New York. Hot, wa- hot poopy water? <laughs> hot poopy water. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So every time you flush your toilet or you wash something down the sink drain, you are creating sewage. Okay. Doesn't just have to be poop. Also known in the pol- in like a polite society, which is not here on the podcast, <laughs> it's called wastewater. Could we don't. Us. We are not Couldn't. calling it wastewater. We're calling it poop water, sewage, <laughs> pee water, anything. You know what? But We're wastewater. Not sugar- we don't. We don't sugarcoat things here. No. Okay. We tell it like it is. It's like when you're like when we were in Iceland, they call it a water closet for the bathroom. Oh sure. And sure. I'm like, where's the toilet? <laughs> You come in with your your southern accent. You say, "Hey, where's the crapper? Where's the crapper? I need to go crap." <laughs> oh my! I already Ooh, we're two sentences in. Wow, we are I, yeah, literally. Okay. Okay, so let's get it together. One question that many people might ask is, why not simply dump this wastewater onto the ground outside the house or into a nearby stream? Yeah. Which, if you're asking that question, you've obviously never smelled your own poop. Yeah, yeah. Do you good... want to be the one that dumps your own poop? Mommy and daddy are not doing it for you. And then also, do you want to live in a place where your poop is just outside your house? Yeah, or when it like rains. What if you don't Ooh. get it right? Now you're going to have poopy rainwater that you can't drink running back into where you live. I don't know. Okay, anyway, sure. there are three main things about wastewater that make it something you don't want to release into the environment. Okay. Obviously, number one, it stinks. Yeah, yeah. If you release wastewater directly into the environment, things get very smelly very fast. Imagine, I can't even, if the entire city of New York just dumped it out the window (laughs) of their apartment. Could you imagine, like, look out below! That city would be like, uninhabitable like you couldn't live there no it already smells terrible here during the summertime like hot poop and garbage smells already so i can't even yeah. imagine like well and like i people don't know just pee well everywhere. people pee and poop already on the streets here and it smells yeah. bad so we want so more like everyone. no thank you it also contains harmful bacteria so human waste naturally contains coliform bacteria which is e coli essentially yeah and other yeah. bacteria that can cause diseases. And once water becomes infected with these bacteria, it becomes a health hazard. Mm, no good. Yeah, that's why you always want to be upstream, not downstream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it also contains suspended solids and chemicals that affect the environment. So, for example, wastewater, poop water, uh, contains nitrogen and phosphates that, being fertilizers, encourage the growth of algae. And excessive algae growth can block sunlight and foul the water. So wastewater contains organic materials that bacteria in the environment will start decomposing. And when they do, these bacteria consume oxygen in the water, then resulting in a lack of oxygen that then kills the fish. Ooh. Yeah. No good. No No. good. Nope. Not good. Speaking of algae, this is like a little side Thing. Did you see that like giant mass of algae that floated ashore in Florida 
recently? I did a snappy science on it a while ago when it first like all started. Did you really? Yeah, about, I talked like, about flesh eating bacteria or whatever. No, that was not a part of it at that time. Oh, so that I guess is a new update. That's as a new it, development. As it hit the shore of Florida, they're saying it contains a large uh, amount of flesh eating bacteria. We love that. I haven't, that was news from maybe two weeks ago. I haven't really kept up with it. I don't know what they've done. Yeah, that's that's new for me. I knew there was a giant algae bloom and that Florida was basically saying like, hey, this is not good. There's a lot going yeah. on here and that it was being monitored, but I did not know that it had flesh eating bacteria in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Like dead fish get caught in it and stuff or like fish get caught in it and die. And so it yeah. makes sense that like something would develop there. Just Crazy. all kinds of bad, bad bacteria yeah. chilling. Real in that bad. Algae, That's know. sketchy. Well, there's your update. Anyone in Florida, let us know. Also, don't go near it. Don't uh, go probably. near it, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the urban wastewater system. Okay. So the urban poop water systems are needed in densely populated areas so that you don't have to deal with your neighbor's poop. I'm good with that. Yeah, I don't need to see my neighbor's poop. In ideal environments, sewer systems are completely gravity fed. Oh, interesting. Yeah, meaning that the pipes slope downwards from the source, which would be your toilet, or if we're talking original source, you, uh, (laughs) uh, to the wastewater treatment plant. And this is done because the wastewater has a lot of solid in it, which makes it rather hard to pump out. So wastewater also has a lot of bacteria and chemicals like we talked about before. So when we push it through the turbulent environments like pumps, it can create dangerous and deadly gases like hydrogen sulfide. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we can't just like pump it. It just has to naturally slide. It just flows along. It just goes with the flow. Yeah, literally. I had never really thought about that because I always assumed that there was some sort of like pressure system that moved you know it along I mean? that moved it along yeah um but yeah i can't have those deadly gases getting created no so, so sewer systems are basically wonders of a modern of the modern infrastructure though sure. back in the olden days city had cities had open sewers where waste flowed through open canals on city streets oh my gosh so when we were in iceland we actually went on a food tour and they, they showed us one of the streets that it used to just be an open wastewater area. Oh, really? Okay. A canal into the ocean. Was it still kind of nasty? No, they covered it up and sealed it because they said it was so smelly and bad that people just wouldn't come over oh, sure. over there. I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. No, uh, but today we are much more civilized and we transport our waste underground in large pipes. Yeah, well, yeah, we're we have pipes now. We're not we're not yeah. slumming it with the street pipes. Yeah, we're fancy now. So, uh, sewer systems are so necessary to modern plumbing. So every time you flush a toilet or a sink or take a shower, that liquid waste of varying chemical makeups have to be transported and properly treated. Yes. I mean, you could just flush it into a septic tank, but those tanks require maintenance and come with a host of other issues uh, when integrated into it, the mass of modern cities. Like, I've heard of people that have septic tanks, you know, when they live out. My family somewhere. has one. We have a septic tank in oh, North really? Carolina. Yeah. 
Really? It's it, monitored me, closely. That's, yeah, like that's the scary thing is it's like yeah. you you're basically just have like a bomb underground. <laughs> kind of. Kind of, yeah. You uh, got a poop bomb. Our septic tank is in our front yard, as a lot of them are, and yeah. uh, it's checked twice a year to make sure it's not leaking. Sure. Or backed up. Yeah, and then somebody has to like come and empty it, right? Uh, yes, they do. I think they uh, actually, our sept- septic tank hasn't been emptied. If it has, I've not been aware of it. Okay. Put it that way. Maybe that's only on like smaller size one. Like I, I assume. Yeah. If you have like a really large one, it doesn't have to really get emptied that often. Yeah, I I mean, I have no idea. Well, it just seems like an interesting thing. I, I don't know how I would feel about living with one. With a septic tank? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just having that, I mean, having that thought of like, if it busts open and then I just have sewer leaking into the ground around my house. Yeah, I think the other thing is like ours is monitored very closely as well because our we have a well also. So oh, our yeah. well water is not close to our sewer, but like kind of close if that makes sense. Right. It's enough that it would be a big problem if, if it, it leaked. Were. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's talk about the three different types of modern sewer systems. So there's a sanitary sewer, which is called a foul sewer. There's storm sewers, which are called surface water sewers. And you and I see those on the streets um, and around different places. And there's combined sewers, which obviously combined sewers, you know, everything is combined. (laughs) Everything's combined. Those two together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that is they use a with the combined sewers they use a single pipe to carry both wastewater and storm runoff into the wastewater plants okay and those aren't used very much anymore because when it rains a lot of the systems can't handle both the surface water and wastewater and this causes the sewer to overflow oh yeah i've i've like heard and seen video of uh sewer water flooding out of like the storm drains Yes, that would be in New York City. That's a New York City situation? Yes, it is. Right on. (laughs) Okay. It's great. But yeah, so now because of this, new systems separate stormwater and sanitary sewers. So both the wastewater from buildings and the storm runoff water flow into the same pipe. So during the dry weather, they combine wastewater and stormwater flow towards the wastewater treatment plants and not into the river. Yeah. So like you said, the increased runoff water combined with the wastewater from buildings is too much for the pipes to handle, especially in the wet season. The result of it is that some of it spills into the river. Oh, no. So there's those are called overflow vents, which is bad. Bad, 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 bad. Yeah. Yeah. So in other words, basically dream extremely wet weather combined sewers are dumping raw sewage and industrial waste into rivers and bodies of water. Sounds great. Go team. All I can say is go team. All right. Uh, Yeah. This results in contaminating drinking water and other types of environmental damage. And in some cases, it might even be necessary to boil water before it's safe to drink or use. Yeah. We had a boil, a water boil in effect in New York after a big storm one time. Really? Yeah. I do remember that. We had to boil our water because they found a coli in it. 
which means oh, they found poop. Which also, like in New York City, it like would not shock me that we have a coli in our water, like more than you should. Like you're not supposed to have any, but it wouldn't yeah. shock me because like we have so many rats here and bugs and bleh, things. Like it's just a lot of stuff crammed into a little area. Yeah. That- is all kind of having there's all there's a lot of disease yeah i'm like maybe i should be boiling my water every day that i drink you know maybe you should maybe you should what's even (laughs) scarier is that when these overflow events uh happen yeah the plant is not able to treat the wastewater properly like what water does get there they can't treat it properly it's all bad (laughs) yeah it's all bad and even worse during these extreme severe weather events, uh, the combined sewers, let's, we're basically just crapping on combined sewers right now and how terrible they are. Um, but <laughs> crapping on, crapping on, <laughs> they can even cause wastewater, including raw sewage. Yeah. To be backed up into inhabitants, inhabited buildings. Oh, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'd probably have to move. I think. Raw sewage being thrown back up out of your toilet. Yeah. Or out of the sink or probably, yeah, whatever like it may drain, be. Probably yeah. like a shower drain or something. Back yeah. Up. Yeah. I'd probably just have to move after that. I couldn't like live my life. I would leave New York City <laughs> if that ever happened to me. I would be yeah. gone so fast. It's insane. So let's talk about these sanitary sewers now that we uh, have completely decided that combined sewers are uh-uh. Yeah, that's that's. No. It was a bad idea. Whoever thought of that, shame on them. <laughs> that it's... feels like the the situation where like Patrick's trying to move Bikini Bottom from the worm, <laughs> and it's like, let's put it all over here. Just take it and push it over there. <laughs> yeah, like it just yeah, does it not does. feel like it was a good idea. It does feel like that. Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about these sanitary sewers. They carry wastewater from homes and businesses to wastewater treatment plants, and they consist of pipes, manholes, plumbing stations, and their role is to maintain water quality because, you know, it's necessary for public health. Sure, yeah. All right, so let's talk about how this works. We're back to uh, flushing the toilet. Okay, we're uh, we're back at the source. <laughs> we're back at source. Uh, when you flush the toilet or wash dishes in the kitchen sink, that water is carried away from your home or business through relatively small pipes to the sewer main in the street or to your septic system. And the pipes that take waste from your home to the sewer main are only large enough to remove toilet paper and human waste. Right. Don't flush anything else. If you flush anything else, you're making a big mistake. <laughs> it's going it, to it, eventually it might not hurt you, but eventually it's going to hurt somebody in a really big way. <laughs> yeah. Like you will clog it. This is literally why yeah. you're not allowed like for women to flush tampons because it yeah. literally acts as a clog. Yeah. Don't do it. Throw them in the trash can. If you're a tampon flusher, don't. <laughs> Don't pour any sort of oil down the drain. That's oh my bad. gosh, no. That is so bad. Do people do that? Dude, I've, yeah. I mean, if you have like, uh, if you're like frying something or whatever, or even, I feel like even if you are, you know, say you cook up some like bacon or something that's that's really oily. Yeah. You should not, you got to like let that cool, scrape it out of the pan first into the trash and then wash the pan. Yeah, I've never put oil down the sink. No, you should not. Otherwise, that stuff is going to just congeal further down the line. 
and make the your, pipe even smaller. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Jeez. Okay, so no oil, no tampons. <laughs> Got yeah, it. There you Good. Go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So from there, it continues on until it reaches a wastewater treatment plant where the wastewater is treated so as to remove pollutants before it returns to the environment. Nice. Things that are non-biodegradable that are flushed like sanitary wipes, uh, this interferes with the public wastewater system, causing blockages and everything, and it halts the process at the plant. No good. So don't be that person that messes it up for all of us. You never want to halt the plant. Don't halt the plant. Yeah. Uh, actually, usually sanitary sewers use gravity to carry the wastewater. Okay, away. so we're still we're still on gravity. Yeah. However, in the like low lying areas, pumps are sometimes used when the wastewater needs to reach an area that's at a higher elevation. So if it's got to go uphill. <laughs> Sure. You can't just, gravity ain't going to pull it uphill. So. Yeah. Uh, if you ever wondered how to access the sewer, it is through those <laughs> manholes in the ground and uh, they are used for routine maintenance and repair. You know, I haven't ever wanted to access the sewer. But, no. I'm scared you know, of the sewer here in New York. I mean, there's probably like rats and, and mm -hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles down there. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yucky. <laughs> Uh, and then cleanouts located on your property provide access to the part of the sanitary sewer that goes from your home to the sewer main in the street. Mm, so okay. I think that's what my family has is we have like our septic tank. Yeah. But there's like a sewer main in the street. Oh, gotcha. So if okay. there's a blockage in the pipe, it can be accessed via cleanout. So that's where if you cause a massive blockage to your system with your... Yep. oil and tampons and wipes that's where it's gonna be <laughs> yeah they're gonna clean they're gonna be like well yeah here's the problem to, yeah let's bust open the clean out and yeah clean it out all right now we got our uh we've got our storm sewers and this one's really quick this one's like very very easy and then we're getting into how you get the drinking water because all of this is basically recycled yeah, we're we're re we're reusing the poop the water. Poop water, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so your storm sewer, also called surface sewers, carry rainwater and melting snow from roofs and roads and channel it into streams, rivers, and other bodies of water. Nice. So here's how it works. So when it rains or snow melts or whatever it may be, water enters a storm sewer via manholes, pipes, storm drains, inlets, open ditches, etc. And this water is then carried away until it eventually flows directly into streams, rivers, or waterways without having to be treated. Mm. This is why you should never put any kind of hazardous waste down a storm drain. Yes. Like if you see the thing on the side of the road, don't do it. So this includes things like paint, solvents, uh, used motor oil, and cleaning liquids. This damages the environment and will kill fish, deer, bears, bobcats, cats, Bear. dogs. I don't know. Anything that eats and drinks water. Who the heck is dumping used motor oil down a storm drain? What is that? I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if someone on this I, podcast yeah. is like, I've done that before. Well, don't be proud of it. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That is awful. So storm sewers can also get clogged with leaves, litter, and other debris. Yeah. And when this happens, the storm sewer will flood. 
Yeah, it's no good. You don't want that. Let's get into these water treatment steps of how the poopy water becomes drinkable not water. Poop. Yeah, not, not poop water. Okay. Cool. <laughs> how we go from water to not poop water. Nice. So first step. Yeah. Coagulation. Oh, sure. <laughs> that's like a weird, that's like a gross word, I feel like. It falls in the category of moist. It's definitely in the moist category. Coagulation. Yeah. Uh, this is often the first step in water treatment. And during coagulation, chemicals with a positive charge are added to the water. And the positive charge neutralizes the negative charge of dirt and other dissolved particles in the water. When this occurs, the particles bind with the chemicals to form slightly larger particles. Uh, common chemicals used in this step include specific types of salt, aluminum, or iron fascinating which makes sense because remember our last podcast that we did where we talked yes. about metals like to me this makes a lot of sense because salt bonds really well it creates a nice uh covalent bond yeah oh nice. was it was it covalent i think it was covalent i, I think could it be was wrong. covalent i think it was covalent yeah yeah um aluminum loves to bond with things it has that extra floating free electron and then iron is the exact same way yeah Next, we have flocculation. Sure. Flocculation is the general mixing of the water to form larger and heavier particles called flokes. So often water treatment plants will add additional chemicals during the salp to help flocks form. So basically, those two are just working in tandem to take a bunch of water with a lot, a lot of little pieces in it and slowly like make those pieces bigger and bigger coming yeah. together and basically wants them to like sink to the bottom yeah yeah sorting we're basically sorting water if you will sure all the we're sorting the stuff in water yes yes yeah. thank you uh basically being like yes no yes no <laughs> yes uh Next, we move to sedimentation. Uh, this is one of the steps water treatment plants use to separate out solids from the water. During sedimentation, flocks settle to the bottom of the water because they're heavier than the water. Wow. I'm so glad we yeah. got ahead of that. <laughs> nice. We knew. We did. We did. Next, we go into filtration. This is actually one of the most important steps here. Sure. So once the flocks have settled to the bottom of the water, the clear water on top is filtered to separate additional solids from the water. And during filtration, the clean water passes through filters that have different pore sizes and made of different materials. So there's a sand level, a gravel level, a charcoal level, mm. a whatever level. Like there's all these different filters. You know, this is ringing a bell to something we did last year. It is. It is. It's ringing a we, very large bell in my head. A large bell where Grace drank some nasty pond water that we got. I didn't die. Using similar-ish, small-scale-ish uh, steps like these. We did. It was really cool, actually. Yeah, it was. Uh, these filters remove dissolved particles and germs such as dust, chemicals, parasites, bacteria, viruses, and activated carbon filters also remove any bad odors from the water. Important. Very important. Uh, yeah. Water treatment plants can use a process called ultrafiltration also in addition to or instead of traditional filtration. And during ultrafiltration, the water goes through a filter membrane with very small pores. And this filter mm. only lets through water and other small molecules. 
Okay. Such as salt and tiny charged molecules. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Do you know how small that filter is? Like it would be drops of water coming through at a time. Yeah. I mean, not really, but. (laughs) I feel like if you looked at that filter, it would just look like a solid piece of whatever, you know, like you wouldn't be able to tell that it has little holes. Yeah. It would be insane. Next, you have reverse osmosis, and this is another filtration method that removes additional particles from the water, and the water treatment plant often use reverse osmosis when treating recycled water, which is a.k.a. reused water. Yeah. A.k.a. salt water. Sure. Yeah. So it cleans it all out. Now, we have to disinfect it, obviously. Important. Yeah. Because yeah. just that's the thing. Just because you filter water... Does not mean it is safe to drink. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So after the water has been filtered, water treatment plants may add one or more chemical disinfectants, such as chlorine, chloramine, or chlorine dioxide, to kill any remaining parasites, bacteria, or viruses. Very important. I am here for it. Kill them. Yeah. (laughs) No one needs that. Uh, And this keeps the water safe as it travels to homes and businesses and water treatment plants will make sure the water has low levels of the chemical disinfectant before it leaves the treatment plant. Right. You don't want like heavy chlorine water getting pumped back into. (laughs) But the remaining disinfectants kill the germs living in the pipes between the water treatment plant and your tap. So it's important that they stay in there. That's fascinating. I didn't even think about that. No, I didn't think about that either. Like how important it is for that water to stay clean before it gets to you. Wow. I always, wow. Because water grows bacteria so fast. Yeah. I'm like naive thinking, well, the pipes are obviously clean. Right? (laughs) Well, no, you got to have something to clean them and it's chemical in the water. Wow, that's interesting. And we're not over here just like scrubbing the pipes. Nah, can't be bothered. <laughs> can't be bothered to soap up the pipes every now and then, you know? Get out your big brush and just yeah. get in there. Yeah. Like, you know the little pipe we use to clean straws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. stick one of those down, like, the whole thing. <laughs> just a giant, like, two-mile-long one. Sure. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah. so in addition to adding chlorine or chloramine or chlorine dioxide... Water treatment plants also disinfect water using ultraviolet light or ozone. And UV light or ozone work well to disinfect water in the treatment plant, but these disinfection methods do not continue to kill germs as the water travels through the pipes between the treatment plant and the tap. Sure. I think it's also really interesting that water treatment plants also commonly adjust the water pH. Mm. and add fluoride after the disinfection step. So adjusting the pH improves the taste and reduces the corrosive breakdown of the pipes. Because think about that. We have to worry about the pipes breaking down here too. Dude, what a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, Like just pumping water. There's so much that goes into it that I didn't even think about here. But like think like water rusts things so quickly. Oh, yeah. Well, and if it's if the water has wait which way is ph is higher acidic yeah or so i don't know one is acidic one is a so lower a lower ph yeah is going to be more acidic so if you had water with a low ph that's just gonna eat away at pipes as Mm -hmm. it goes through it it's so bad it's crazy to even think about as, yeah, I mean, I'm glad someone's thinking about it. So. It could not be us. <laughs> Couldn't be us, no, <laughs> not at all. 
Also, drinking water with the right amount of fluoride keeps teeth strong and reduces cavities. A lot of people are against fluoride in their water. Uh, for yeah. me, I'm just kind of like, it be how it be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's my thing. As long as it's not like through the sky high, like amount sure. of fluoride in there, like sure, okay, yeah. fine, like whatever. Yeah. Um, especially if it's keeping <laughs> my water clean and safe and not letting sure. it grow bacteria, like I'm all about it. Like, give me the yeah. fluoride. <laughs> yeah. We also have to talk about surface water because it is collected on the ground or in a stream, river, lake, reservoir, or ocean. And groundwater is really important here because it's located below the surface of the earth in spaces between rock and soil. And water treatment plants differ by community. So water may be treated in a different community depending on the quality of the source of water that enters the treatment plant. And the water that enters the treatment plant is most often either surface water or groundwater. And surface water typically requires more treatment and filtration than groundwater because lakes and rivers and streams contain more sediment but it contains more germs and chemicals and toxins than groundwater. Yeah. Uh, some water supplies may contain radionuclides, okay. which are small radioactive particles. Oh, you don't want that. Nope. Specific no. chemicals such as nitrates or toxins, uh, such as those made by cyanobacteria. Oh, also don't want that. Nope, do not want that. Still bad. Uh, and there's specialized methods to control or remove these contaminants. Uh, and it can also be part of the water treatment. Oh, good. Okay. So if you want to learn more about the water treatment in your area, you can actually go to the EPA's groundwater and drinking water website and learn about the filtration and what they do at your water plant in your area. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is basically just like an overview of like everyone goes through these steps, but you know, you can go find out what chemicals they're actually using for your specific area because it differs kind of place to place. It's uh, so important. Like I, this is totally one of those things. I mean, I love this kind of topic because it's very much, we were just talking about this today or yesterday in a meeting, but it's very much something that is in everyone's life. Yeah, everyone you know, like flushes the toilet. Everyone, yeah, yeah, like everyone or like washes their hands in a sink. And yeah, it, you know, and it, but but no one thinks about well, but where does that go? What and how does that work? Yeah, and so yeah, it's fascinating to hear about. And then all the stuff. I mean, like I said, I was not kidding when it was like talking about adding chlorine to disinfect on the way back to somebody's sink. On the like, way back to you. That's fascinating. Yeah, because so like cool. I feel like people always freak out and they're like, there's all this, there's chloride and fluoride in my water. And it's like, yeah. well, there there needs to be. It's not like we're trying to kill you and poison you. Like there just actually needs to be because the water has to come back to you. So think yeah. about that next time you're complaining about something. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like if, if there's it a wasn't rhyme and there, a reason someone's doing yeah. something. Yeah, if it wasn't there, then you could get sick. So. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. one needs that. No one needs no that. One. No one. Well, uh, bruh, Angel, thank you so much. 10 out of 10 topic, and I hope you're a science pal for life. Yeah, yeah. This was, you said you were listening today. That was in March. I hope you're still listening. Yeah. I hope you hear this, and then I hope you're just locked in forever. Locked in forever, because that's this is a great topic. I really enjoyed it. So did I. I knew it was going to be a, a little <laughs> poopy mess, but you know, 
it was good. It was good. It was really interesting. I was curious. I had a great time. Guys, if you have a science topic or something that you're curious about in the world and want us to do the research, explain it and have fun with it, make sure you leave it in a rating and review. Give us a five-star review. Send this podcast to your friends, cousins, aunts, uncles, someone you think will find this interesting uh, because that really helps out the podcast more than you know. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts or you don't want to leave a rating and review, you can send us an email at randomtheorypod at gmail.com. We love your um, emails. Love the emails. We'll read those here as well. And we'll take uh, podcast topics from those. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Also, if you name an animal after us, make sure you send us a picture of you and the animal. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> And awesome. if you don't if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to last week's episode and listen to it. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. It, absolutely fantastic. Amazing. I love it. All right, science pals, right. have a great and curious week. We will see you next Monday. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.